This episode is brought to you by Bernie's Big Bookstore. Bernie's Bookstore is a store for books uh, hosted by Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is the uh, 103-year-old guy that's running for president. Um, he decided to... This is actually like... It's weird that they told me, but I got an email on my AOL account, and it said like, please announce this on your podcast. Like, we really like, we really like your show, you know, all that. And it's from like the president's, like the, the Senate sent this, the, this, the Senate of the state sent me this <clears throat> or the country. I think it was of this. I don't know which one. Some, one of the Senate's sent me an email saying, uh, Bernie Sanders is opening a big, big bookstore in Chicagoland area. And we want you to tell your followers about it. So I responded back and I go, you know, what are you talking about? What is this? Like, what are you trying to say? And they said, yeah. So that's what it's happening. Um, it's going to feature a lot of books. That's It's more of 18 and up. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's a lot of murder mysteries um, written by Bernie in there. Just stuff that he believes in and like murders like that he feels like he should share. There's a lot of like books about like really fucked up, like rape and like kidnappings. And just fucked up. It's, I mean, it's, oh, no, his face isn't there anymore. It's really a dark, it's a dark book-themed bookstore. It's about, like, murder and and just sickening things that happen in the world that you probably don't want to listen to or read about. It's not going to be a big, it's not going to be a big store. It's only going to be open for December 13th through the 28th. So, that's about it. Um, on today's episode, I'm talking about... The pros and cons of working in retail. I read, I was looking at my topics. Okay, today's episode is kind of a, f- a fluke, okay? I think a fluke means like you, you're you taking something and you're going to try it and it probably is going to be a piece of shit. I don't know if that's what a fluke means, but that's what it means in my mind. I don't really know if this episode is going to be great, all right? And, and that's okay. So I decided to make it a shorter episode. That way, if it's shitty, you only wasted like 30 minutes instead of like an hour. And I feel like that's fair. It's a compromise that I'm making for you guys because the topic is like retail, you know, like that's what we're going to talk about. Some people might be like, ooh, retail. Yeah, I love that. But other people are going to be like, yeah, he's going to bitch about his job for 30 minutes. So yeah, you know, I get it. If that's not your style, hey. There's the there's probably better podcasts today to listen to at least than this one, um, but I I just couldn't think about anything else this week because of Black Friday because of Thanksgiving I worked my fucking penis off and I just wanted to share some stories and it actually made me appreciate this week made made me appreciate working retail a lot more because. Um, I don't know, because there was a lot of a lot of shit went down this week. And this was the first time that I ever worked like a 10-hour shift, which is pretty serious. And the first time I ever woke up at fucking 3.30 a.m. to go to work and then left when it was like dinner time. You know, pretty different shit for me this week. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to, I just looked up a, a list of the pros and cons of working retail. And then I looked up a list of like the worst Black Friday stories. I'm going to skim through some of these with some of my experience as well, of course. I'm going to talk about some sneakers. I got these Patrick Star fucking SpongeBob Kyrie. I found out these are Kyrie 5s. 
I think I called them Kyrie sixes. I don't know. Either way, Kyrie's uh, I, I don't even know what Kyrie looks like. So it doesn't really matter. I also have some 2019 Ultra Boost next to me. So it's going to be a jam-packed, shorter episode. Uh, the first thing is we're going to get through this list. The pros and cons of working in retail. I have a little bit of a list in my mind, okay? And I'm going to compare mine to this fucking online bullshit list. On this list, it says pros of working retail, physical activity, merchandise discounts, interpersonal communication, development of merchandising skills, basic math and counting practice, which isn't a fucking pro because it's not like good if you could be like six plus five is 11. Like, I mean, it's good, like good for you, you know, but I don't think that that's something that you should be rewarded for or like, you know what I mean? Like good fucking, you know. And the cons are relatively low pay, and it says in quotes, no tips, because you don't get tipped at this job, right? Uh, Weekend and holiday work, interpersonal communication, which was also on the fucking pros list. I actually don't know what that means. Interpersonal communication meaning, definition. Interpersonal communication is the process of which people exchange information, feelings, and meaning through verbal... Okay, so they're saying it's a fucking gamble, which is true because it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. I'll agree with them there. Uh, The other thing is cons of working retail, inventory and high turnover, and indoor environment. I don't know what any of those mean. So let me break this down for you in my fucking words. Uh, working retail, physical activity, yeah, you know, you're on your feet the whole day, which is great, but if you've ever worked retail, you're fucking, my legs hurt like fucking hell. Like, after six hours, they hurt like a bitch, and then if you make it to like seven and a half, then they're just numb. Then you just give up on like feeling your legs for the rest of the day, and that's fine. Um, the, the shitty part, there's actually no shitty part about physical activity. One of the shitty things about working retail is that there's people that are really triggered that are going to let their anger out on you and you just have to be like, okay, see you later. Thanks for shopping. And that sucks, right? Because everyone's got bad days. Everybody's got fucking little triggers, things that like piss them off. And you're behind the counter. So like when a customer's like scrambling to like find her keys and you're like, if you could just step to the side, they could be like, just fucking give me a second. Well, you fucking stupid football head fucking fag. And then you're like, okay, all right. And you just have to sit there. Uh, and they just will blurt out things. Now that hasn't happened to me, right? That's obviously a little bit of an uh, over-exaggeration, but it can happen, you know? Um, similar things. Here's a story that happened to me. This is a realistic story. People will blurt out shit at you is all I'm saying. I have been like, excuse me, can you just give me a second? Or like, dude, can you fucking please back away? I just want to shop. I've had people say both of those things. Um, before I actually get into the story about what happened in retail store with me, my worst experience ever, actually, um, I've worked at Buckle and I've worked at Urban Outfitters. And Buckle is the most overbearing retail store to work at, while I would say Urban Outfitters is one of the most chill. And if you look at like the stores, like items that they sell in general, you could probably figure that on your own. Buckle has a lot of like $400 leather coats and $200 jeans and $150 shirts and very expensive shit and very like bedazzly, like flashy, kind of like 
more not I'm not going to say like rich people shit cuz it's not, but it's like people that don't give a fuck about their money and only give a fuck about like looking flashy. Like kind of like season 2 Jersey Store Jersey Store. God. <laughs> season 2 Jersey Shore style clothes. Meaning like, oh, sorry if you heard that like water bottle fucking noise that was not pleasant. Meaning like the bedazzled shit, like the V-necks with like random art on it. Like guys with tattoos wear this shit. Guys with like motorcycles and like hot, like 85 year old wives wear this shit. And then Urban Outfitters, you walk in there and there's like like a, a book that has like top 10 sex positions. And then there's... Uh, like little jelly boobs, like shit like that, you know? And then there's like a pot smoker's guide to pot smoking. And then there's like a marijuana land instead of candy land board game. There's a lot of like weird goofy shit that's like not really rated R, but it's definitely more than like PG-13, right? Um, so I've worked at both of those. I know what it's like. And uh, and behind the fucking store, like being an employee at Buckle was every f- two goddamn seconds, I have to like be up someone's asshole, okay, with my head. Meaning if someone was shopping and they were like just looking for clothes, I would have to be like, hey, I saw that you're looking for shirts. Have you tried our new Buckle denim jeans? And then they'd be like, nah, man, I'm looking for shirts. That's why I'm in the shirt section. And I would have to be like, dude, you got to try these, though. The denim, it stretches. It's going to wrap around your calves. And it's going to grip your shaft like no other gene. And he'd be like, dude, I please, I just want to get in and go. And then I'd be like, hey, man, well, that's okay. Because you got to try our shoes. And then they fucking leave. Like, it's it's not even will it's not even nice it's not even kind it's not willing to help walk into a buckle this is the challenge of the day uh walk into a buckle you're the nearest buckle that you live in if you live in illinois Chic- fucking okay illinois chicago the same thing uh illinois new york california st louis i'm trying to think of where my listeners are at arizona um ohio any of you people, like, go find a buckle. There's got to be, there's like 500 in the United States. Find a buckle and walk in there and act like you're shopping. And just watch what happens. They will, f- fucking five people will come around you. And they'll all be like, you got to try this. You got to try this. And when you're in the fitting room, they actually will, like, throw shirts over to you. Not at you, but, like, to you. And then th- slide shoes underneath. So, like, they don't give a fuck. These people are commissioners or they're paid commission. I don't know if that means the same thing. And they get dog shit hourly rates. So, like, they need to be annoying to get a decent paycheck. And then at Buckle, it's almost like it's barely a job. Like, and I mean that in, in the nicest, coolest way possible. Did I say at Buckle? At Urban Outfitters, it's almost like it's not even a job. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, where it's like, it's so laid back that like, you're almost, you almost like look around and you're like, am I fucking working or or are we just jerking? It's no, okay. They have, they have more structure when it comes to like, Angelo, you're going to be at this station. You're going to be at this station. And then Sarah's going to be at this one. It's structured that way, but it's like so easy. And like the customers, they like the customers come in, they shop, they fucking check out and they leave. It's so, maybe I just think it's easier because I worked at Buckle Shithole for so long, but 
Yeah. So that's where I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is so you get a little bit of background. I've worked at both of these places now for quite some time and I get I like understand what it's like to be annoying as fuck and I understand what it's like to be a, in a chill store. My worst experience at retail at a retail store uh this is one of them. I've been bitched out a lot by customers for being annoying. So towards the end of my buckle career, I would just like a uh, customer would come in and I would be like, hey man, I don't want to annoy you. Just say that you shopped with Ange when you go to checkout and I'll get the commission and you get your clothes and you don't have to be bothered. I would literally make that deal with so many people. I would be like, hey man, I don't want to bother you. I know you just want to look around. Just say that you shopped with Ange. They'd be like, all right. And then they would do it. I would get paid. And then I looked like I was getting all these sales that I fucking barely was doing shit for. You know, there was the customer that would come in and want to, you know, there's like that guy that's like, bro, I'm going out this weekend. I need to make sure I got some fucking black jeans, thick stitching. I got a t-shirt that shows off my fucking chest. And then that guy, I'd be like, all right, dude, get this, this. This is going to look cool on you. Girls are going to want to suck your dick in this shirt, dude. Get it. And then he'd be like, all right, you think I'm going to get my dick sucked? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. And then he would leave and I would make money from it. And then I would go back to being normal and hating people like that. So you got to match what your customer brings in. Okay, that's a tip. From it, from me, you gotta match with the energy that your customer brings in. If it's an old lady and she's like, "I just want to find something for my granddaughter," then you're gonna be like, "Okay, here, this is a great T-shirt you can get her. You're fucking here. You go. How's that?" And if it's a guy that is beelining straight to the fucking jacket section, he just wants jackets. Okay, match your customer's energy. Maybe that this the episode is gonna be called retail store tips with Angelo Blando, right? Okay, focus. Back on the worst story that happened before I get back to my tips. I was in, I was at Buckle and uh, because we sell expensive shit, I had to, okay, because we sell expensive shit, you cannot, like it's a store rule. You can't let customers walk around with a ton of shit because anyone could just sprint out of the store, you know? If they have like two shirts, it's fine. But once you see a customer with like five things, first of all, because it's expensive. Second of all, because we want the customer to grab more things. So you have to go up to them and be like, hey, man, I see that you're carrying a lot of shit. Let me throw that in a fitting room for you. And if they're like, nah, man, I can carry it myself. What do I look like, a little pussy ass? Then you'd be like, no, it's fucking $800 worth of shit in your hands. Give it to me right now. And then they'll be like, all right, dude, sorry. Whoa, okay. Okay, sorry, dude. You take their shit, you put it in a fitting room. This was just a story that happened. So if you get triggered by it, that's on you because it's just something that I'm sharing. Um, a, a uh, what's the fucking right word to say? A family comes in that they are, okay, a black family comes in. I don't, I don't like, I don't mean that in a bad, that's just what happened. A black family came in and... Uh, the, it was the mother and the son and they walked in and the, you know, they're looking around and they're shopping and I'm talking to them. How are you guys doing? How's your day? And we're getting along great, right? The mother walks out to like go be with the husband in the front of the store and the son is like around the back. So now the son is, is shopping for uh, rock revival or like tr- whatever it was. Rock revival jeans are like $180. So he's shopping and 
and he grabs like three pairs of jeans and throws them over his shoulder. Instantly, I know that that's about $600 worth of shit. So you can't do, you can't do that, but it's fine. You know, I'm letting him walk around and I'm talking with him, like picking him out jeans and he's like grabbing them. So now he starts walking to the front of the store and the, oh, and the mom and the dad are, are like out. They're like in front of the store, not even inside. They're like in front drinking coffee in the mall area. And, um, now I walk up to the kid and he's got like two t-shirts with him and three pairs of jeans. And I was like, Hey man, uh, we can't have our customers walking around with that much stuff. Like if I could just throw that in a fitting room for you, like, let me know when you're ready and I'll open it back up. So now he looks at me and he's like, nah. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, yep. That's what we're doing. So just Hand it on over. I'll throw it in a fitting room. And then when you're ready to try it on, you just go ahead. I'll open the door. You try it on. And he just looked at me like like he was going to punch me in the face. And I was like, okay. So I walked back and I went to my manager. I was like, hey, he's not really like communicating well, but he's got a lot of shit. And like, we should probably keep an eye on him because he has 400 or $800 worth of shit. So... Now I'm like in the back and I'm like checking a customer out and him and his mom like rush up to the front of the store and the mom starts bitching me out saying like, you felt some type of way of my son carrying this shit because we're black. Like you're a little racist motherfucker. Like I know what you're up to. I know like she was like coming at me though and I'm just calmly saying it. She was yelling at me like in my face accusing me of like being racist and having some fucking feeling towards this kid and picking him out. And she was saying like, why does any, why doesn't anybody else have uh, like this problem with you? And I was like, look around nobody has shit in their hands. Like all of their clothes are in the fitting rooms. There's nothing I could do. And now I start getting a little mad cause I'm going to like, I'm not a fucking racist. Obviously I'm going to go against that and be like, Hey, this is the store policy. You're taking this the fucking wrong way. Like, I see how you could think that, but if you just listen to what I'm saying for a second, you won't think that anymore because you'll be like, oh, that's what happens. And that's just a store rule. Now my manager like sends me to the back and I had to sit in the back for like 30 minutes and cool down. And then they like, we're all comforting. And this was my old manager, Melissa, and she was fucking awesome. And uh, my friend, like the other manager, Cruz was there. So shout out to you guys. But, and I'm sure you guys both remember this fucking story. Um, and then, yeah, like the rest of the day, I just felt like really bad and really shitty and like awkward and like triggered. And I was just mad the rest of the day because it's like, I don't know. I just hated it. You know, it's like, that was one of, that's, that's one of the times where I was like, oh fuck, like this is the shitty part about working retail. The other on the fucking flip side I, when I worked at Buckle, a majority of the time I was single and, uh, you know, that's a playground for a single person that has trouble talking to people or it doesn't even, have to, it doesn't even have to do with being single or like being in a relationship or not. If you're a nervous person, if you're a shy person, like retail will bring out a different side of you. That's like, you'll, it's a better side of you than you'll get at like a club or a party scene because a club or like a social scene, you can go and like sit in the corner with your fucking three friends and not say shit to anybody. And then it's like, yeah, you're at a party, but you're not doing shit, you know? Um, 
but at retail, you have to talk to people. Like you have to meet different people. You have to talk to them and you have to help them and you have to give somewhat of a fuck about them. So the positive part on a, even if you're in a relationship, if you're just the shy type of person that doesn't really like to talk to people a lot, it's a great job because you'll get to be more comfortable with them and you have to talk to people. You just have to do it. And you'll probably walk out like six months later if you work retail. You'll go from shy to a lot more confident, a lot more open, a lot more comfortable. It's good for you, okay? It's therapeutic and it's fucking, it will help you grow and become a better person. For single people, if you're a guy that like gets kind of weird when it comes to talking, half of the reason why I became so confident is because of working at retail. Like I would, I would say... I don't know. I was very confident before in the in the the fact of or not the fact of, and a way that I could just like in seventh grade I could just fall on the floor in front of everybody just to get a laugh out of people and not feel embarrassed. That's the type of kid I was in in school. So I was already like I don't give a fuck what people think. But part of that is comes out of confidence because you're like I'm confident that I'm gonna get a laugh. And you're betting on the fact that if I fucking fake trip right now and spill my books all over the floor or drop my food everywhere, like people are going to laugh. And that overcomes the fact that I would feel embarrassed if I actually hurt myself or if I spill food on myself on accident. It's like that mentality is what I had. So I didn't really need retail. I kind of like thrived in retail because it was like a time for me to take that energy and just fucking blow it up. Uh, so for other people that I noticed though, it's like, yeah, if you're like, I was, I had plenty of problems like going up to a girl and being like, Hey, are you single? Like you're pretty cute. Like that's fucking, that's intimidating for anyone. Even me being someone that's very open. And at the time, like you can, I just realized that, that there are so many different people that come in. There are people that come in that I never see again. You know what I mean? And Buckle has a lot of regulars, but still there's people that shop at the mall that, Come in, shop, and then leave, and they don't shop again for six months to a year. So you could literally ask every fucking female that you see or male, uh, hey, are you single? Like, if you're just desperation, like, I need to fucking, like, meet someone mode, which is fine, uh, you could, every single person you see, hey, are you single? I think you're attractive. It could just be men and women. You could just be like, fuck it. I like everyone. And that's okay. And then you just be like, yeah. And, and every person... If you're a guy out there and you're nervous and you want to talk to a girl, ask them if they're single. That's all you should say. Hey, are you single? Because the girl's going to be like, yeah, why? What's up? And then even if you say, I think you're really pretty, she could say to your face, like, you're fucking ugly as hell. I would never date someone like you. What is that? A fucking nail polish? Get out of my face. And then you would be like, okay, you know, fuck. That kind of kind of hurt. Or you'd get really embarrassed or you'd feel really shitty. And if you did feel really shitty or embarrassed, you would just get over it. You know what I mean? Like it would keep happening. Literally the next person in line that comes up, you'd be like, hey, are you single? I think you're really cute. And they'd be like, no, I actually am not single and you're fucking weird. And then you'd be like, okay, great. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Next person or the next day even. Maybe you had a bad day. Next day someone comes up, hey, I think you're really cute. Are you single? Uh, yeah, I'm not into, not into your style. I'm not into that. Okay. Yeah, no, me neither. I didn't think with, I didn't think it would work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. See you later. You'll have a day where 
the girl comes up, you ask her if she's single, and she's like, yeah, I am. You're fucking cute. And that's it. And then you fucking could have met the rest of your life, like right there. And all it is is because you had the opportunity every day to like try and retail gives you that opportunity. So actually, instead of fucking dating online, go get a retail job and then try to date like a normal person, you know? And and even though it's weird, try to date like a normal person, meeting like try to meet someone face to face and then make something of it. Um, so yeah. And another thing is that, what's another negative one? I had another bad one. So, so far, the positives are that you get to meet people, that you get to expand your like emotional state of mind when you're being a little bitch and you don't want to say something. Uh, you get to have a chance at meeting the love of your life or even just going on a fun date. And you get to make a lot of, I guess you get to make a lot of friends at work. It's like you're seeing the person every day. So you kind of just like, yeah, like we're cool. You're not really going to hate people that you see every single day. It's a lot easier to say hi and bye or like smile and have stupid small talk than it is to like never speak to them. Um, But it does teach you a little bit about like reading people because when I come to work, I want to know like that my friend Andrew is doing good. And if I could see on his face that he's like upset, I would like ask him like, hey, are you doing all right? Or like, hey, what's going on? And that is just like teaching you to read people and look at them differently. Look at them as like someone that you want to be okay. That's how I look at my coworkers, to be honest, in a weird way. Like, I don't give a fuck about a lot of them, but I do want to make sure that like they're okay. And if they aren't okay, we're at work for seven hours. Like, tell me about it. Let's fucking, I'm there for you. I have that type of mentality. So I think it makes you a little bit better of a human being overall. Um, and this just like being there for people because you have to fucking be at work. And if someone's got shit on their mind, like I talk to my coworkers about shit that's on my mind and they're fucking, even if they say dumb shit, even if there's a girl that's like, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Like you just got to inhale the bullshit and whatever the fucking stupid sayings that some people say, if I were to go with someone with a deep story and they said some shit like that, I would actually laugh and I'd be like, all right, well, fuck, like that was dumb, but kind of feel better because I got it out of my chest. So it's healthy for people. I think it's extremely therapeutic. Uh, Another negative thing, should I read these Black Friday stories? No, right? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, fuck this. Like, what are they going to be? Okay, the first, if this one's not good, I'm not reading them. Let's see. Okay, it's loading. Um... Number four, the woman who got tackled and punched, the woman who tackled and punched story employees for a Furby. In addition to Tickle Me Elmo, yep, nope, not reading that shit. Uh, Yeah, so basically today's episode was me promoting the idea of working retail. I guess that's what it became. It was going to be more about Black Friday and I had some like bits that I wanted to like joke around about, about customers, but Nope, not today. Today was why you should work at a retail store hosted by Angela Blando. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I think it makes you a better person and it makes you more open and it makes you... the Okay, the other thing, one more thing. Being someone that has depression that runs in their family and like in their blood stream or however that fucking works, uh, I'm very like susceptible to being like very like triggered fucking easily. Like I can literally wake up 
and like my water bottle knocks over and I'm like, okay, fuck, I hate today. Today sucks. And I have like a fucking just pissed off mood swing for like an hour and then I'm good. Or uh, it's like the dumbest shit. Like, and I mean that in the most literal way, like something dumb like that will happen. Or like I pull my shirt off my hanger and the hanger rips off and just smacks me in the face. And now I'm pissed off for the rest of the day. It doesn't make sense, but that's what happens when you're like easily short-tempered and fucking like, I don't know, that's how I am. Um, So when you have something that pisses you off and then you go to work and you're like, the boss is telling you like, all right, fold these jeans for fucking 30 minutes and then you're going to do this and then this and then this. And then meanwhile, people are coming in and they're talking to you and asking you questions about products. You have to be focused on this shit. And it really takes you out of like that dumb thing that you were pissed about earlier or that like stupid argument you had with your girlfriend. It like takes you back to a normal place and then you're like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. I'm fine. You know, we're good. Uh, So I think that in all ways, working a retail job is something that every person should at least try to do for like three months or six months. And if you can't appreciate it, oh, stroke job of the week. I'm just going to fucking call this person out, but I'm not going to say his name. There was a person that came into my work. This is what you don't want to do if you're in a work retail. Uh, A guy worked at my store or at the store that I work at for like two weeks. And he was like very quiet. He didn't like to talk to people. Okay. And part of our job is you have to like, there's one station where you have to like meet people and like greet them at the door. Hi, how are you guys doing? There's one station that you work in the fitting room, which like you have to communicate and say like, hi, I'm Angelo. If you have any questions, let me know and put their shit in the fitting room. Then there's the cash register, which is like the fucking, every store has got this. Okay. Every place, every brick and mortar fucking store has a register. Any place that you want to buy something from has a register, which is basically any store ever, right? There's not many stores that you don't buy stuff that you go in to just look at shit. So ringing someone out is a big deal is my point. And this fucker, man, he just didn't want to do it. And he was like, I'm not working retail. Or he's like, well, basically he said that. He's like, I'm not going to do cash. Like I'm not, I'm not doing the register. And you know, everyone's like, you know, you fucking have to. So you got to learn it, buddy. And he was just like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And now, you know, okay. Now a week and a half goes by and like within 10 shifts, he asked for like five shifts off. Okay. Meaning like he texted the group chat and was like, Hey, I don't want to work today. Can someone cover my shift? But he did it like every day. And it's like, okay, dude, you know what? Fuck it. So everybody else would respond like, no, I can't. So sorry. Hope you have a nice night though. And I fucking wasn't having it. I wasn't not doing that. Nope. Cause you don't get to just not come to work and then like be a bitch about it and never come to work and not enjoy your job. Like, I guess you can do that, but when I'm your coworker, no, you can't. Cause like that's fucked, you know, then don't like I'll pers- I'll, sit here and like push you to do something else. I'll be nice about it, but I'm not going to like fucking stand for that shit. So I messaged him back in the group chat with everyone seeing, which I kind of didn't like mean to embarrass him, but I messaged him back to the group chat with like 30 people. And I was like, Hey man, you clearly don't want to do this. So just fucking quit. Like you're not a good employee and you don't even want to be here. So just like withdrawal, you know, just go to a different place, get a job at fucking bees, beeswax store or something, 
You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, then he responded like a thumbs up. And then I said, like, I don't mean to be mean. This is when I realized, like, oh, fuck, this was in the group chat. So now a couple of people texted me and said, like, holy shit, Ange, like, you shouldn't have said that. Or like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Good for you. People were on both sides. Um, and I said, you know, I like now in the group chat after his thumbs up, I said, I would happily train you one-on-one to like be more open with people. Like I'm at a point in my life where like I got family at home. I got my girlfriend. I got my good friends. I got my fucking business that I'm doing. I'm making a little bit of money. I'm pretty comfortable with shit. I don't like the last thing I'm worried about is what some random stranger thinks of me. Like I'll go to my store and like fucking get naked in front of everybody. And I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would just be like, yeah, fuck it. That's my mentality because I'm very confident and like, I'm very open. I'm very bold. I don't give a fuck about other people. This person that was doing this shit was very shy and like obviously cared about what people thought of him. So I was like, have you been like held gunpoint before? Is there like something that like traumatized you and that's why you don't want to do it? And he's like, nope, I just choose not to do this and I'm not going to do it. And he sat there the whole time while someone trained him on cash and he just like had a straight face like this. So I was like, okay. Uh, And then I just basically told him to get fucked in a nice way. I just said like, you know, I wish you the best. I tried to offer training you. I tried to offer helping you. You didn't want it. And then he actually got fired. I didn't even do anything to like tell him to get fucked. He just got fired. So don't be that person. And be the person that like, even if you're nervous as fuck, I've had moments where I'm like shaking and I think a girl's gorgeous and I like want to say like, oh, hey, what's your number? But I'm like so nervous and then I don't do it. And like, that was like, that's like fucking, you should be at that point when you're fucking 15, not like 17 or 18 like I was. So be confident and like, even when you are nervous as fuck, just do it. I don't care if you're sweating ask a girl out or ask a guy what his fucking number is, whatever you're into. If there's a MILF, if there's a 78 year old that's like just looking fine and you just want it so bad, uh, just be like, Hey, I know, I know this is weird. Cause like I'm so young and like you're old as fuck, but like I, I want to, I want to fuck you, I guess. Shoot your shot, people. All right? That's all I'm saying. If you're single and you're working retail, shoot your shot uh, and have fun and be confident. And it'll, it'll help you be a better person. If you're in a relationship, it's equally as great. And my girlfriend's probably going to sit here and be like, so what are you saying? I'm not saying anything, babe. I'm trying to be there for the people. I'm, this is not about me. Not about me. Fucking girl asked for my number. I tell her no to her face. I don't give a fuck. For other people, that's who this podcast is for. This is for them. Okay? So don't get like fucking... So I get a text after this episode. My girlfriend texts me. So what? You want to be single now? Is that what you're saying? That's because it's what your podcast said. No, fuck. No, babe. I didn't mean it like that. I just was trying to... It's for the people. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So now I want to talk about the shittiest collaboration... You know, it's not the shittiest collaboration for shoes, but it's an unfortunate one. Uh, Star Wars and Adidas made a big collab, and they made like seven pairs of shoes. And if you're a Star Wars head, I could totally get why you enjoy these, because they are dope. 
in the sense of like I like Star Wars and I like shoes because they do marry the two pretty well. There's like a Luke Skywalker pair that fucking is white with a blue stripe down the middle and it has a picture of him on the tongue. And then there's a fucking, I don't even know who this is, the camo guy. There's a camo pair with camo shit on it. Then there's a Darth Vader pair, which is all black naturally with a little bit of red and it's got Darth Vader's face on it. Then there's the Star Wars little Yoda bag pair. Um... And they have, guess what color the Yoda pair has? Black and green. And then there's a Stormtrooper pair. Guess what color the Stormtrooper pairs are? White and black. And then there's a fucking, I don't even know who that is. Oh, the C-3PO. Wait, who's the little fucking robot guy? R2-D2? C-3PO is like the big, like, golden dildo fucking guy that like and then this the little mini like bowl of soup that's upside down head it's the r2d2 i think he has his own pair and they're white and blue just like him this is what i call a very immature and poorly executed collaboration because when you think of little kids shoes um little kids shoes have like a picture of Barney on them and they're Barney shoes, you know? It doesn't matter what the brand is. It's just like a fucking whatever brand and then they slap like Elmo's face on it and it's a little kid's Elmo shoe. That's what Star Wars did with these and it's like, that sucks because think of like the type of, like think, you have to think deeper if you really want to capture like a cool sneaker collaboration. Think of like, I don't know, I don't watch Star Wars. I fucking think it's dog shit. But let's say there's like a sand episode or like a movie where there's a lot of sand fucking castles in it. Like make a pair that has like a sandy like suede to it. And that resembles like the town that fucking Luke Skywalker was born. I don't, you get what I'm saying? Like make materials that like have something to do with, with the movie. And then there's like lightsabers. So like give like a glow in the dark red stripe on one of them or something like that. Uh, I don't know. What kind of, what else can you think of? Stormtroopers have like hard plastic helmets. So like add some plastic, like replace the side tabs with like plastic glossy, like stormtrooper helmet style fucking material. Right? Don't just slap their face on and be like, this is the Darth Vader shoes. That's so dumb. So, again, I'm going to give these a thumbs down. Thumbs down to the Star Wars collaboration. They're 130 bucks each, and they are NMDs, which are very comfortable. So if you're into Star Wars, like, go ahead. You know, that's all you. But I am not, so it's not me. The next pair... Another collaboration that's just announced. I'm just going to do these three collabs, actually, because it states with a good theme. Shitty collaborations. Uh, the Prada and Adidas. It's Adidas Originals and Prada collaboration. They're doing shoes and purses. And uh, it hits the market in like three days. And I'm telling you right now, I fucking hope this is a flop. Okay? Because first of all, when you think of like designer brands that are like relative there's like gucci like they make a lot of shit that like rappers wear and like a lot of 
different like unique hoodies that are like cool and flashy and they have like the Gucci print on them or like tiger prints or animal whatever the fuck and they're different and they're cool and they stand out and like when you see Gucci print you know what it is um when you see Louis Vuitton's logo you know what that shit is too what is this when you see Louis Vuitton's logo you know what that shit is you like they're very iconic brands Prada like what the fuck do they do like plain purses that say Prada on them. Like Michael Kors is more relevant or like more iconic than Prada. And Prada is seen as like a high-end company that has like bougie shit. I think Prada stuff is dog shit, okay? And they have a lot of plain clothes. I feel like Prada's thing is that they're plain and like elegant. Well, on this collaboration, there are the it's just a fucking white Adidas superstar that are numbered 1 through 700, and it, they say Prada on them, and that's it. And uh, it's liter that's literally it, you know? There's no nothing to it. And then the purse is a white purse that says Prada in black, and then has the Adidas, like, fucking flagship logo, the little leaf, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. It's just, like... It upsets me because I'm a creative guy, you know, and when I think of like making a, making a shoe, if I ever make a shoe, it's going to be the dopest shoe in the fucking world because I'll actually like bring, like imagine being Prada, having that much money and then getting to do a collaboration with Adidas and your idea of what you want the shoe to look like is white with your logo on it and that's it. And just their normal leather that they use and it's just white. Okay, cool. That person should be fucking fired. And then third, last but not least, Off-White uh, and Jordan are making these Retro 5s. And I'm just going to say that they look like fucking shit. Okay, they look like dog shit. There was a Raging Bull pack of Retro 5s that came out in like 2000-something. And it was all black. Uh, they're called like the Steel 5s. I don't know what they're called. And then the Raging Bull pair, which is the red pair. There was a pack. There was black and red. These look like the black pair, but they look like also kind of navy blue. And they're just like, they're just hideous, man. They just look like shit. I don't know. You got to look up pictures for this one. Look up Off-White Air Jordan 5. And then they're on sneakernews.com. If you can't see the picture behind me well enough, it's like, they just look like shit. And that's kind of all I have to say. I, I'm sure the market's going to be high on these. They're going to be hyped up because it's the first Jordan like retro shoe to do to or to make a off-white collab besides the ones. Because everything else was like Nike, Presto, and Nike shit. And people love retros. So I do think that they're going to be high in the market. And I'm definitely going to want to get a pair to see them. But, I mean, they look like shit. They look like shit. And uh, that's about it. So... Thank you guys for listening. I hope you go get a retail job and become a better person and have therapeutic experiences and stop and, and please stop buying collaborations. Oh, I didn't even go over this one. Hold on. Hold on. The Patrick fucking pairs in my hand and I do, uh, I do not like these. These aren't, these aren't my type of shoe. I don't get it. You know, you guys know that I hate SpongeBob. So that's kind of all I'm going to say. But they got Patrick's face in them, and people fucking love them. So I'm not going to say much. I'm just going to show them off. They got the Nickelodeon on the tongue. I do kind of like this flap. I don't know what it resembles, 
like like a tree fucking I don't know what that flap is I, I think it's cool because it's like adds another dimension to the shoe uh, I also like that it says Nike and like Nickelodeon font in the background I guess that's cool I could appreciate that or like no it's actually not Nickelodeon font it's fucking Spongebob font okay I, I like that I like the heel tab on these for sure I don't get the green part does I don't know if he wears green shorts but then I think like isn't that Hulk Oh no, Hulk is green and wears purple shorts. Patrick is pink and wears green shorts? Really? Then what the fuck is the purple about? I don't know. Someone explain these to me. Why are why are these colors this way? And then maybe I'll like them more. All right. Other than that, yeah, go get some uh, go get one of Bernie's books and have a good rest of your Sunday. I love you guys and thank you for listening.